Uh-oh. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Julie, hey, guess what day it is? Oh, come on, I know you can hear me. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Leslie, guess what today is? It's hump day. Thanks for tuning in to Midweek Jam with Rhonda and Jules. We are helping dental assistants get over the hump of the week Wednesday. Jules and I have been dental assisting for a long time. We may not be experts, but we sure are old. (laughs) What we're doing is we're going online. We're finding that some dental assistants are running into humps with their team, with their dentist, with the career field. We are dissecting them, pulling out those pearls, and helping you get over the hump of the week Wednesday. Okay guys, it's time for you to figure out this ordering thing. Either your dentist has not delegated that to you or you already have the task and it's overwhelming. Check out Zen Supplies. They are the next generation of ordering dental supplies in an online platform. It literally is almost like having an Amazon account for your dental office. They are helping DAs save their dentist money and get their time back. All the time that you spend looking up products, trying to figure out how much stuff you have, how your budget is going to be allocated, literally it's all in one place. So if your dentist is getting ready to delegate to you and say, you know what, I want you to take this ball and help us with our ordering so that we can get our costs down, make sure that we have the proper supplies and we're not over ordering or under ordering, but just being held accountable and, and giving you the, this master tool that's truly going to help get you rockstar status. So go check them out, www.zensupplies.com. Well, hello, Miss Jules. How are you? Good morning. Happy hump day. Happy hump day. Oh, getting through the hump of the week after the, the holidays. I know. It's, oh yeah, I'm getting over a cold. It's just this weird, like, you know, the first of the year, like, I don't know. I mean, you, you have all these, like at my office, we I'm trying to, we're trying to get our website up to par. Like we're trying to revamp. So, um, I scheduled a videographer to come in and record my doctors, um, doing like a little interview and then doing like the, the professional videographer walkthrough of the office and stuff. And we're going to get new headshots. Like I'm super excited because nice. it's, it's time, you know, we've had some, some change in staff over the last five years or so. So I'm like, okay, like, so that's my mission. Like it's, it's hard to think about anything else except for getting my website like on point. Right. right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're going to have a YouTube commercial. Ooh. I know, but it's kind of scary because you only have five seconds. They say like you have five seconds to grab their attention before oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the skip ad button. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I'm like, what can we say in five seconds that keeps them watching our ad? And you have to target it right to the people in your area. Yeah. Not somebody half across the country. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a, it's a lot of like algorithm things that we are going to be learning, <laughs> but I, it'll be fun. I'm excited. Be fun. I can't wait to see the new website and your new headshots. 
I know. So here's what I want to do. We wanted to, so have you been to a website where they have like, you scroll the photo and it turns into a different photo? What'd you say it does? So like if you, if you scroll over a photo mm -hmm. in the website and it turns to a different photo. Yes. So yes. like our, our IT department that on their website, it's a regular headshot. And then if you scroll over it, it's like one of those 1980s, like them holding cats from like the, the profile shot and then the head on shot. Like it's yes. hilarious. You can do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't think we're going to go funny, but I, we were going to do like a headshot. And then if you scroll over it, it's one of the, um, each team member is going to be standing in, fr in front of like a piece of technology that we use to like highlight you know, how advanced we are, like with the CBC right. and Zurich and then, you know, the, 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 the lab. I don't know. I think, I think it'd be cool. Like, you know, one of those like little hidden things, little hidden gems, or they touch yeah. on you and it changes your, your picture. Like this is, this is Rhonda next to the Zurich machine and she knows how to use it. Yeah. Okay. Shows you working. Yeah. And I think I dental think post dentalpost.net does the same thing on their website. That's like so it has cool. all their headshots and then you switch over it and it has, I think like Kyle has all his convention badges, wearing all his convention badges, all his conference badges. It's hilarious. Oh, yeah. I love it. It's what about good. you? What about you, Miss Jules? What, what's going on in your neck of the woods? Nothing. Just working, working, working. It's been busy, um, you know, because everybody's now got their new benefits, right? So they are going to come into the dental office now for the next couple of months. So it's like the New Year's been good. Like the New Year's resolution, like instead of people getting fit, they're getting their oral health back. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's what they're doing. Well, do you I, I noticed that we have like an influx of a certain topic. So I thought, Jules, if you're cool with this, like today we can just talk about this one thing. Because sure. I, I think there's so many aspects to it that could really help dental assistants figure out how to do it. Yeah, we've had a lot of inquiries and I've seen a lot of posts and, and, and questions and concerns about how to ask for the raise, how to ask more money. Because sometimes it's not easy asking your boss to give you more money. And you know, especially if they're standoffish or the biggest, I think the biggest fear factor is you hear them complain about money. Right. Yeah. Right. So you're like, well, how can I ask them for more if they're already struggling with the little that they have? Right. <laughs> yeah. And 90% of it, I think dentists are not struggling. They just like to complain about money, honestly. You know? Yeah. So, so how, how would you go about it? How, how do you think you should go about it? Like, what's one thing you would do? So in the past, asking for raises, um, I like John, John has like the assessment tool, like the self-assessment tool. Mm -hmm. um, and I was kind of using something like that, but just not on paper. But I thought about that year, you know, or since my last review, what have I done to bring money in the practice? Like, what have I done different outside of my job description mm -hmm. that has brought in revenue. So I like to sit down and I write down all the new patients that I brought in, whether I met them at the baseball fields or at right. Walmart when they asked me about my name tag or handing out cards. Like I literally will write down, I brought in 32 patients in 12 months. 
Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you could go a step further and look at their treatment plan completed. Like, right. okay, so out of those 32 patients that I brought you in 12 months, 1,400 of that, you know, or whatever um, is, you know, you should take credit. You know, yes, it's, it's a whole team effort to present a treatment plan, complete the comprehensive exam. Like, I get that, but mm-hmm. that person's body is in my chair because of some direct action from me. So even if you can't get the finite number, it's still a cause and reaction. Yeah. So that's where I start. What did I do to bring in money to the office? Because I need to take credit for it. Even if nobody else is out there saying, oh my gosh, Rhonda, look what you did. How many new patients you brought in? Like you just need to track it yourself. Yeah. And this, and this is stuff that you have to track starting now at the beginning of the year. If you're not tracking it, then it didn't happen personally. So if you get a new patient that comes in and you refer them from Aunt Sally, who was at Bunko the other night and you were talking about your dental office, then, and they say, oh, you know, Sally Sue referred me here and she works here. That patient is bringing in revenue. So that is you kind of doing your marketing part of talking about your practice outside of work. So that is good to track anybody that you refer to the office or new patients you bring in, whether you're in the grocery store. I mean, not that you can track, but I mean, they could say, hey, I met Rhonda at the grocery store and she told me about your fabulous practice, but she never, you know, or I met somebody that worked here at the grocery store and oh, it was me, you know? Yep. So you have to track that. You also have to track, you know, when you do emergencies chair side and do they do the work or don't they do the work? Because that is your direct production too of, you know, the doctor gets up and leaves and they ask you, so what do I need done? And you have to sit and talk with them about the treatment that needs to be done and the process and maybe somewhat about the financials of it. And then they schedule and complete the treatment. So all that, it plays into, like you said, about dollars and productions that you're contributing, your assets are contributing to that growth. Yes. Yeah. I mean, cause we do, I mean, there's a lot of patients and we've said this since the beginning of time, right? Like dental assistants play a huge role in treatment plan acceptance. Mm-hmm. Oh, would they turn to us and say, would you do this? I'm like, heck yeah. If that tooth was in my mouth, I would have had it crowned yesterday. It is just waiting to crack on you. You know, like it's just waiting to hurt. Um, and, and if, if you're, a finely tuned machine and your dentist has communicated exactly what he wants from you and what the vision is, mm-hmm. then you can literally be that, that second voice of reason for that patient saying, you know what, I would not go any longer without this. And you know, at the end of the day, it's not integrity compromised. Like this is people's health. Like we're not right. trying to sell anything. I know that's what it sounds like at the end of the day, but you're trying to be proactive instead of reactive. And the minute right. You stop thinking, well, if that was my tooth, I couldn't afford that root canal. So how do I tell this person they should really do it? Well, and that is in a case acceptance. If you, if the assistant has issues with money and seeing dentistry as expensive, their case acceptance rate and talking to patients about it is going to be low. Yeah. They have to put the money aside, whether they do it for their mouth or not, they have to put the best interest of that patient in perspective not, Hey, it's my mouth. Would I spend $1,200 on a crown? Probably not. No, 
but the patient might, and it's what's best for the patient and the treatment. So you can't be negative or talk the patient out of the treatment. You just have to be positive and support your dentist's diagnosis. Yep. So that, you know, like you said, bringing production and, and adding to our chair side value. Also a way to increase our production daily is looking at the time that we're allotted for each procedure. And can we do more in the time allotted since the patient's already here? Why do we have to bring them back for two visits for these fillings on the left and the right? Why can't we do all four in an hour? Why are we given an hour for just two teeth? So how are we working efficiently chair side? Because if you can increase that doctor's hourly because you're more efficient, that is also going to help you get more money in your paycheck. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So many dental assistants don't think about that aspect of it. Like the quicker you get, the more efficient you are, the more thorough you are completing treatment plans. It all adds up. Cause what is, I don't even know what's the average cost of a room setup. Mm, well, so it like, depends on procedure. I like mean, 15 bucks. I don't know with, with products. I mean, that's just in, in, in products. Like I'm not talking about overhead. I like, would say oh, per procedure, it, it's probably a hundred, $120 per procedure and supplies and your butt sitting in the chair hourly. And so per hour, I'd say it's like 120. See, that's, that's stuff you have to think about, right? I mean, cause these are the things that, that a lot of dental assistants, um, you know, because they don't own small businesses, maybe they just don't see it the way a doctor sees right. it. And if we can merge the two mentalities like closer, because like even me, like when I go to work and I know there's not enough uh, need for two dental assistants, I volunteer to clock out. That's just me though. Like I, cause I literally do dental assisting cause it's like my favorite thing to do. But I also understand the bottom line. Like I don't want my doctor to have to pay a second salary when I know that they're not, you know, making that in, in, in that production of hour, you know, like, and not everybody can do that. I do that. I, I get like, I'm super special and lucky that I can clock out, but I just, I, because we have small businesses of our own, like I get it. Like I, 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 I see the number, like I walk in and I see what every half hour, hour, um, what the actual production would be out of that hour. Yeah. When you're paying I mean, for the, more employees. Some of supplies, you know, you could look at your supplies too. Are we over ordering, under ordering? That will help your bottom line if you bring that to the table. Cause I know these one little paladin things that we use are a dollar forty-five a usage. Dollar forty-five. Now if you have two surfaces of the teeth, the little little bands that go on the matrix band, matrix circle, whatever it's called, I forget. Um, that's three dollars a tooth. $3. So if you're pulling out four of them and you only use two of them, the other two are already contaminated because they're on the, you can't put them back in the container. Yep. So only take out. So looking at your overhead, but a lot of things, what you, you know, I would say to start with asking for a raise is sit down and divide a piece of paper in half and list everything that you do. Come up with a list of everything you, your assets, what you bring to the, to the practice. And then on the other side, make a list of all the things you want to do. So maybe if you're not certified, but there's things you can do if you want to be certified, then that's a goal. You want to lower the overhead. You want to be more efficient chair side. So you have to have a counterbalance. You can't go in and just say, hey, I do all this stuff. I need more money. 
You have to find things that you can improve on. You have to find things that the office needs to improve on. You have to bring both sides to the table. Find the problem, offer the solution, and execute. Right. Yeah. And then also look at your cost of living. I think it's important that if your cost of living in the area goes up to 50 cents, so what's the hour, you know, the minimum wage, they call it, then say, you know what, I'm looking for 50 cents more an hour because the 50 cents, it just increased 50 cents here in this area. And then break it down. So if you work 32 hours a week, right? Because this is where doctors get all like panicky when you say you want 50 cents more an hour. They just see the big picture. They don't see the little nuggets to get to the big picture. So if you want 50 cents more an hour, okay, and you work 32 hours, so 32 times 50, that's 16 bucks more a week that you're making. $16 times four, four weeks in a month, $64 times 12 is $768 a year additional to your paycheck. Okay. So if you break it down like that, so even if you want a dollar, whatever you think you want an increase in a wage, I say don't ask less than 50 cents because I think the average wage is 2% or something. So if you're making, I don't know, oh, let's say 25,000, which is terrible, but that's sometimes times divided by 12. That's 2000 divided by four. That's $520 a week. Okay. Times 2%. So that's an extra 10 bucks a week that you need divided by your hours. So if you have $10 a week, that's like 50 cents basically. So you have to break it down for them. If you want a dollar more an hour, then you tell them it's going to be $32 more a week. It's going to cost them and so on and so forth. Right. And then by, but you're doing that, you're doing the math, right? So you have the ask, but you have the, the show, you know, here, here's what I'm doing to affect your bottom line. Right. This is why I deserve this. And, you know, um, I think a lot of dental assistants think that time served is adequate enough for an ask and a pay raise. Do you see that? Sometimes it's not because a lot in some, not all, but become complacent in their job. So they just go through the motions every day, but then they expect a raise or they expect more money. So the thing is too, you have to add is, are you getting a uniform allowance? Are you getting continuing ed CE allowance? Are you getting medical? Are you getting dental benefits? Are you getting a 401k profit share where you put 20 bucks in? He gives you 20 bucks. So that all contributes too to your average annual income. If you don't get any of that and you're making $10 an hour, yes, you need a raise or you need to go find another job. But if you get $10 an hour and you get full medical paid for and full dental paid for and a uniform allowance and he gives you $3,000 a year towards your 401k, that still adds to your annual income. Yep. So not saying you should be making $10 an hour by any means. Nobody should be making $10 an hour, but you have to look at that. If say, what if you don't need the medical, how do they offset those costs? If you don't need those medicals, then they should be offsetting the cost in your paycheck because it's not fair for them to give it to one employee and not give it to you. Just because you don't need it. 
you get penalized. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so okay, let's go. Let's go even micro er. That's a word. Mm -hmm. Micro er. I'm the dental assistant. How do I approach getting this rendezvous set up with my doctor once I have my arsenal of numbers ready? And I know I'm bringing something to the table that is justified. How do I, do I write a, a written, like, do I text him? Do I call him? Do I just in passing at the office say, Hey doc or office manager, I would like to sit down and schedule a meeting. Like I would say, I would, I would say for me, I would sit, say, you know what, doc, whoever's your go-to person, whether it's the office manager or the doctor, but I would, I would start with the doctor and say, Hey, you know what? I'd like to sit down and evaluate my performance here at this place. I have a couple concerns and issues and I want to evaluate and I want to know our goals and I want to know how I'm doing and what I can do better and go from there because then you can implement all those things and talk about your pay afterwards. And you know, let you could go through everything you have to offer, what you do or don't do, what you want to improve on, what you're awesome at, whatever. And then say, you know what? And I would really like a 75 cent raise per hour. I think I'm worth it. The average in my area is $21 an hour and I'm at 18. I'm not even average, but I go above and beyond. So, you know, those are all things you have to take in a accountability. This is what I get right now. I don't get medical insurance, but Sally Sue over here gets her medical paid for. So you really have to do your research. You just can't walk into that office and say, I want a dollar more an hour. And if you're going to have an attitude that you haven't gotten a raise or a ticked off about it, and you kind of throw it around to other people, that's not very good either. No. Well, okay. Let's say you have, you have to be doctor. professional when you approach it. You because have to. After it's when that you're bitching that you haven't gotten a raise and then you go to ask him for a raise. He ain't going to give you one because he already knows you're unhappy. Yep. Don't open your mouth until you take it up with the person that's putting the money in your paycheck. That's what I say. What if your doctor gives you the runaround? What if you know, in the back of their mind, they're like, Oh, I don't want to do this evaluation because something could cost me if we do this. Like, and they're like canceling it or then we get your resume together and look for another office. That's going to value it. I'm thinking if any dentist doesn't take the time, if you're asking for an a self-evaluation and what a job performance review or whatever you want to call it, and they don't want to take, you've gone out of your way to initiate that. First of all, it says something about your character. Second of all, if they don't want to and they'll give you the runaround, then obviously don't value and it's time to get your resume together and get your butt out of there. Yep. You know? If they don't jump at the chance to meet with their assistant and say, yes, let's work better together, right? Because that's the whole motto. And they say, oh, well, maybe in a couple weeks or blah, blah, blah. Because you know they always have free time and schedule. Don't tell me they don't. So... <laughs> It's what is that thing? Like you make time for stuff that's important for you. Right. You know, and if you don't want to do it, then you'll find a reason to be busy. Yep. Absolutely. So, okay, let's do one more devil's advocate. Uh, let's say I rock this. I did my homework. I have all my facts and figures together. I showed and highlighted all of the things that I've improved on and why I deserve that raise. Mm-hmm. And my boss says, you know what? We just don't have the money right now to allocate to giving you this raise? Like, how do you approach it from there? Do you give them a grace period? Say, okay, well, let's reevaluate three months, six months, or do you say goodbye, Felicia? Like, walk me through that when 
when everything looks well, short of me saying BS to that <laughs> business manager, you know, and seeing the numbers, I'd be like, BS, bullshit. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I think you say, okay, can we reevaluate in 30 days? You know what? And then start looking for another job. Cause to me that tells if they can't even meet you halfway or say, you know, what? I can't give you the dollar right now, but I can give you 50 cents and then let's work on something. And maybe in six months, let's reevaluate it again. I mean, if you have not gotten a cost of living increase in the last three years that you've worked there or the last, I mean, that's ridiculous. You know, you can't work someplace when the cost of living is increasing at least by 2% and not get a raise. Right. And oh, here's another question. Oh, okay. They're just popping out. So what if, you know, your office just did the annual fee increase? They went over all the codes and then did that. Is that a, gr a good time to like, hey, you're self-assessing your office to come up with, you know, economic standards. Like, like, would that be a good idea to correlate the two? Yeah. When you know your office is getting ready to do a fee increase? Oh, absolutely. That, like, then your you dentist is going to be more productive. Yeah. And your dentist is not going to look at Doctors that are in network with insurance, they can increase their fees all they want. But if you're a heavy PPO office, it's not going to make a difference unless you have more patients that are out of network and are paying out of the pocket. So, but if you are a heavy, heavy Delta and you, you know, your contracted rate is say 300 bucks and you increase your crown to $700, that's great and all, but you still only going to collect $300 on that crown fee. So that's where the office has to look at. It's great to increase your fees for the, the out of network or the non-insured, keeping it good and across the board and not fluctuating because that's illegal for different patients. You can't charge one patient one price and then charge another patient another price, but you just have to look at it. Is it worth to increase your fees? You know, Right. Because it, it can, if you're half and half, if you have a good in-network, majority of patients and then out of network that balance each other, absolutely. The practice will make more money. And then, but you know, that's why it's, it's hard. It's, it's, it's hard not to talk about salaries with your other team members, you know, especially dental assistants that have more an office that has more than one dental assistant and they start talking, Oh, what are you making an hour? What are you making an hour? Oh, I got a raise. You didn't get a raise. You know, yeah. And bonuses are just that, people. They're bonuses. They are not to be expected, unfortunately. You know, and you can't, and the doctor can't say, well, I gave you a bonus. Well, that's it. It's a bonus. We worked for it. You know, every company I know gives annual pay raises, big corporations, right? Right. And I don't think asking for, starting out asking for 50 cents more an hour, if you're working 32 hours a week, is a huge ding in your, you know, overhead. Yep. Yep. And, and it like, it all comes down to prove you're worth it. You know, yeah. like everybody can talk a big game, but if your dentist has eyeballs and they see that every single day you bring your A game to the practice, you bring more value and you're constantly evolving to improve your skills. Come on guys. Like, uh, you know, these dentists are, they're pretty smart. They're pretty bright individuals. They see it. Right. You just have to but, go a little bit out of your way to highlight it. I mean, if you're an assistant that's constantly late, running behind, not showing up, not where they're supposed to be, 
I mean, you have to take some accountability for how your performance is as a dental assistant. You know, if you're calling in sick all the time or you have an attitude, those things are going to affect you making more money too. Does this job suck sometimes? Absolutely. But it's how we, how we cover from it is what the key is. Yep. You know, it's not all about a roses. I'll tell you that much. Sometimes it just big, <laughs> big, big, big poop. You know. Oh, uh, but you know what? That's every job. But the thing is, if every you have that passion, every job. you don't. The poop job. doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't stink so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure there's lawyers and nurses and and bartenders and you know every profession has their downfall. So. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Jules, that was awesome. I guarantee there's a dental assistant who was waiting for this episode. You know, they're like, I'm just itching for Jules and Rhonda to finally talk about pay raises and how am I going to go about doing it? Yeah. And I don't think, I think it should be talked about more. I don't think we should be afraid to ask for more money. I mean, heck, the dentist asks for more money from patients or increases their fees or, you know, if they're an associate, they might ask for more money. We should not be to like last year's motto was know your worth, but we should not be afraid to ask for more money and we should not be afraid to want more money. I mean, some of these assistants out there are living paycheck to paycheck. They're not even making a standard of living to cover if something would happen to their spouse. I mean, they might not even have a spouse or they might be the only soul and they live under, you know, the cost of living less than what it costs to live, you know, and they're scraping by or they're got a lot of side hustles. Heck, I still have side hustles and I work. You have a side hustle. Oh yeah. So, and and I think it's like that in any profession. I mean, even nurses, I think there's some underpaid nurses, you know, out there but they're just become comfortable in their job and they don't want to change, but they also sit and complain about what they make an hour. We can't do that. If you're going to complain, find a solution. Don't complain until you have one. Yep. So oh, well, tons so, of jobs. Tons. Yes. Tons. And you got to mm-hmm. figure out your value, right? I mean, so do the homework guys. Uh, Jules just gave you everything you need. <laughs> Sit down. Community small. And I'm a big believer that, you know, if you need to change jobs, review the practice, review it, review it, review it, you know, and if you are leaving a practice, tell them why you are leaving, be upfront and honest. Even if you don't stay and they say, Oh, great. Thank you. But maybe it's a good reflection for them to improve on things for the next person that's going to work there. Yeah. Yeah. I, believe, I believe in being honest of why someone shouldn't work there. I mean, if the doctor was a complete jerk, then I would tell him he's a complete jerk and that's why I don't want to work here anymore. Or if the office manager is, you know, have favoritism and, or the hygienist is mean or, or, you know, whatever the case, or maybe you just don't like working there. Tell him, I just don't like working here. I don't like the hours. You know, honesty is the best policy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have to say it. I, I hurt their feelings, but hey. You know what? I think it just makes everybody better all around. Right. And that's a sign of your intelligence level too. Like if I'm able to recognize an unhealthy atmosphere or situation Mm -hmm. and I'm brave enough to not be strong armed by that situation, um, Mm -hmm. I think it does your soul a lot of good when you confront the 
inadequacies, you know, or the discrepancies like you need just for closure, you know, like I've had offices I did leave and I didn't get that closure. Yep. You know, I didn't know that I I turn over because no one tells them why they're, why they're leaving. Yeah. And I, I'm, I have an office right now. I'm seeing this. They have high turnover and hygiene. And I think it's one rotten egg, but I don't know yet. You know, you won't know until you figure it out or until somebody stands up and says something like, you know, why aren't hygienists staying at this one practice? Yep. So. Communication. Communication. I mean, you're leaving anyway. So what's it going to hurt if you say, hey, I'm leaving because X, Y, and Z. You know, I'm leaving because I just want a better opportunity. There's no room for growth here. That's honest. It's nothing negative. It's just honest. Yeah. You know, or you could say I'm leaving because I'm sick of being micromanaged and blah, 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 blah. You know, who knows? There's lots of, lots of good stuff. Just be honest. Just be honest. (laughs) I like it. Well, Jules. I, I hope you have. Yeah, a, don't call I don't know all these dental assistants go out there and decide to wake up tomorrow morning <laughs> and be honest. And, you know, there's a fl- an influx of dental assistants quitting their jobs. But hey, we start a movement, great. Maybe it's a wake up call to some people that don't treat others nicely, you know? Well, hey. that's why we started the show by talking about using your tools. Yes. Always use the- your tools. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's perfect. I mean, even I, I screw up half sometimes at work. Not half the time, but sometimes. But I own my own mistakes. I am a first person to own my own mistakes, you know? Yep. So. Uh, well, you guys, as always, you know, Jules and I are, like I said, we're not experts, but we sure are old. Uh, <laughs> and so we've probably seen it, been there, done that, got the t-shirt. And, uh, you know, if you start to think. Man. Yeah, you're not alone. Like, and we all have different stories to tell. And I think part of growing and, you know, as a dental assistant is, is, is hearing those stories, you know, and reflecting and, and learning from mistakes and, and seeing opportunities for what they are. Like, I think all of it is like, it's all one giant circle that we, you know, we have to have all the parts for. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if we didn't love it, we wouldn't have stayed in it. Right. Whoop, whoop. Well, everybody have a good hump day. Happy hump day, guys. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Midweek Jam with Rhonda and Jules. As always, if you guys need to get to hold of DA Rockstars, we have Facebook and Instagram, Jules Varney at Dental Assistance Rock, Instagram or the website or Facebook. And find your tribe. Dental Assistance Worldwide Group is a safe, vetted place for dental assistants where we're connecting and sharing our stories and learning together as a tribe. At the end of the day, we only hope for you that you are a better version of yourself tomorrow than you are today. And that starts by finding your people who are motivated to do better and be better. But until next week, keep on suctioning.